coming up. You know, you know what you are, what we should be doing. We should be, we should be calling all our jacked up friends and saying, "Come over because we're gonna have a prayer meeting." Okay, and we go we gonna talk to God, the Almighty yeah. One, and tell yeah. Him about our jacked up hearts, Amen. and tell Him, Lord, we need You to fix it because we don't know what to do with it. Right. In fact, Lord, we don't even understand. Right. You know, Lord, I don't even understand myself to even talk about myself. <laughs> it's like, it's like, so let's just look for wisdom yeah. in Your Word. Word, right? yeah. yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We may not want to hear this, but all human beings are often motivated by things that aren't very good. Whether we accept it or not, there's evil in our hearts. Thankfully, when we let Jesus Christ take the lead in our lives, He can regenerate our motives. Join us for the message series, Travelers from the Heart, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us to examine the things in our hearts that motivate many of our actions. Here's the first message in the series, The Evil Within Me, Part 3. And so we started a new series last week, Travelers from the Heart. The message subtopic is The Evil Within Me. And we will continue to highlight that a significant part of what motivates human beings is simply not good. It's just simply not good. And that means it's evil. It's evil. This reality may not feel good to us. It may contradict what your grandmother said about you, <laughs> what your, uh, your husband or wife say about you, your kids say about you. <laughs> But the truth is, none of us is all that. In fact, we are pretty jacked up. That's, up. that's the truth of it. And I'm just the messenger here. The scripture tells us this, and we're going to see that even more clearly today. We talked about it somewhat last week, but we're going to see even more clearly today. We jacked up, y'all. <laughs> and we just need to accept it. Yeah. Um, and and but the, the, the blessing in it is that once we accept it, we know where to take our hearts to to get them fixed. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing, just like anything else in your life that's falling apart, you know, right. your car, your whatever, you can you take it somewhere so they can fix it. Right. When your, your plumbing ain't working, call a plumber. That's right. All right. When 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 your 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 um, air conditioning ain't working, call the HVAC technician technician. Mm -hmm. When your car ain't working, take it to a mechanic. That's right. The, the problem is when our heart ain't right, we try to fix it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that don't work because we ain't qualified to do it. Yeah, qualified. And we're going to see today even more so just how much we're not qualified <laughs> to repair our own hearts. Um, we just jacked up. Yeah. So hopefully you're all set and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive back in. Um, to our message again. Again, our subtopic today is the evil within me. On your paper, write this down. Uh, more truths about the immaterial human heart of everyone. Well, we gave you some truths last week, and we're going to give some more truths mm -hmm. about the immaterial heart of everyone. I shared last week that I'm not talking about the material or physical heart because I ain't qualified or trained to do that. I 
I can't tell you about all the way that your physical heart works, but mm -hmm. I am trained and qualified and authorized, I use that word, mm -hmm. to talk about the immaterial human heart. And so the first truth, I just want to give you a couple more today. The first one is our hearts are wicked. Mm. Our hearts are wicked. I want that to sit with you a little bit. Because <laughs> if I were to ask you before today, tell me about your heart, you probably wouldn't say it. You know, Pastor Rob, I got to <laughs> I'm just wicked. wicked. I'm just wicked. You probably wouldn't have said that about your heart. Um, but I, I want, I want, I, and I, and I really mean this, and I think this is a, a critical element to us growing to be more like Christ is admitting and accepting mm -hmm. the truth about our heart and that it's wicked. And don't believe it because I said it. I'm going to show you right here in scripture. Look what it says in Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things mm -hmm. and desperately wicked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Says. All right. I didn't write this. This is the word of God. It, the human heart is most deceitful of all things. It's tricky, y'all, and it's desperately wicked. It goes on to say, who really knows how bad it is? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're not even, <laughs> it's saying none of y'all know how bad it is, mm -hmm. so you're not really in a position to tell me if it's good, you know, the quality of it. But unfortunately, we live in a world where we are always... People are always trying to trying to qualify their hearts. Yeah. And the scripture says it's wicked and you don't know how bad it is. <laughs> then verse 10 says, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. <laughs> God does that. <laughs> I give all people their due reward according to what their actions deserve. So this, the text is telling us that we the things we do is motivated by our hearts and it's a deceitful, most deceitful thing of all things. And it's a wicked heart that's motivating the things we do. Mm -hmm. And God says, I'm going to reward you accordingly. Yeah. And don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm just a messenger, but I got to give you this message. So we are not qualified to examine our hearts, to do open heart surgery. I'm talking about the immaterial heart <laughs> to, yeah. to, to fix our immaterial heart, we're not qualified to do it. And let me ask you a question just so we can express just how unqualified we are. Would you allow a drunk person to do open heart surgery on your physical heart? Someone who's intoxicated and they're drunk with drugs or wine or alcohol or whatever, mm -hmm. would you say, yeah, go ahead and cut open my heart and go in and, and fix my ventricle, ventricles, whatever, right. whatever the word is. I'm <laughs> tongue-tied right now. But go in and fix my heart, you know. I probably wouldn't let them put a Band-Aid on <laughs> well, okay. Just like, I need some Neosporin and some Band-Aid, but no, you're not qualified. Yeah, no, that. no, no, you wouldn't do that. So why in the world do we try to fix our own immaterial heart? Because all of us are drunk with sin. Yeah. We are intoxicated by sin. Mm -hmm. So which the Bible says leads to death. The wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. And we want 
to try to examine and give a prescription and a prognosis on our own immaterial hearts. And we're quick to tell people, I got a good heart or this, this, and that, all that, all that kind of stuff and say these things. And then they then try to criticize other people's hearts and all that kind of stuff when we're all jacked up yeah. and we're all drunk with sin. And the Bible is making it very clear to us. We got a deceitful heart. And, 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 and so we're not qualified. We better let God do it. Like the text says, let him search our heart. Let him examine him. Let him see the secret motives and let him do the work on our hearts. That's why we got to give it to him. Give him our complete heart so he can fix it. We're not qualified to fix it. Look what it says. I just read the, the New, Living Translate, um, New Living Translation to you. I want to read the same verse in the NIV. Look what it says, Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. <laughs> we can't even help ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beyond cure. So we know that all things are possible with God. And so the only one that can fix anything that's beyond cure is the thing that's beyond all things. Right. <laughs> is the one who's beyond all things. Is the one who transcends all things. And that's the Lord God Almighty. Amen. He can fix it. Mm -hmm. It is beyond cure, it says. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to say, who can understand it? Mm -hmm. So you, if you even try to fix it, you don't even understand it enough <laughs> to go in and make all the changes yeah. and adjustments that yeah. need to be made. Our emotions lie to us. We, <laughs> yeah. we think we know something. We don't. Yeah. But we're constantly trying to fix our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly trying to gather in friends to help us with the surgery. So we, we go, we call up our friends and we have a little powwow with our friends or whatever and a meeting with our friends and start talking about our hearts and all that. And, and then you and your jacked up friend, me and my jacked up friend, <laughs> yeah. we begin to go. We, we go, make it worse. Right. We begin to go into our own jacked up hearts and start trying yeah. to trying to fix them and all that. Right, right. You know, you know what you are, what we should be doing. We should be we should be calling all our jacked up friends and saying, come over because we're going to have a prayer meeting. Yeah. Okay, and we're going we gonna to talk to God, the almighty yeah. one, and tell yeah. him about our jacked up hearts Amen. and tell him, Lord, we need you to fix it because we don't know what to do with it. Right. In fact, Lord, we don't even understand right. it. You know, Lord, I don't even understand myself to even talk about myself. <laughs> it's like, it's like, so let's just look for wisdom in your word. word. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what we ought to be doing. Adam said, that's good, Pastor. <laughs> All right. You know, and, and having a prayer meeting with our jacked up friends. Yeah. And so it says it's beyond cure. Who can understand it? Then verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Yeah. So we are not without a physician mm -hmm. to fix our heart. Yeah. We just ain't the physician. Okay. <laughs> we got to give it to God uh -huh. to fix our immaterial heart. Amen. Amen. Give it to the expert, the one who created it, the one who knows it and understands it the most. That's what we need to be able to do. Right. So we got to embrace this truth. And so. So if your if our if our hearts are, are deceitful, then how can we trust anything it tells us? We don't know if it's deceiving us or not. Right. And so, so we got to be, you know, careful 
about the conclusions we draw mm -hmm. because we have this issue with the jacked up heart. Mm -hmm. Our conclusions can't be trusted. That's why we got to lean on the word of God to help us process and come to conclusions. Right. Because <laughs> our hearts will tell us one thing that's totally different than what reality is. Mm -hmm. And I know that's right. I know that experientially. Amen. Me too. All right. <laughs> and so the second thing, a second truth about the human immaterial human heart is only God can deliver us from our evil hearts. Mm -hmm. Only God can deliver us from our evil hearts. Look what it says here in Luke 11, 4. And this is part of what is called the Lord's Prayer, which is really the disciples' prayer. And this is the King, New King James version of it. And part of that prayer, you know, our Father who art in heaven, mm -hmm. you guys familiar with it, mm -hmm. is right here in um, Luke eleven four, 4. And it says, and forgive us our sins, for we are, for we also forgive everyone who, in, who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yeah. And so even in this prayer that is saying that we need to be delivered from evil, mm -hmm. and particularly the evil one, and we already established that there's evil in our heart, we have a wicked heart. So we need to be delivered from the evil one and we need to be delivered from the evil that comes out of our own hearts. Yeah. And, and all the translations here in Luke eleven four, some of the translations don't have this part, but deliver us from evil. But we get the idea. In fact, we can look at a, a few more passages that actually speak to needing to be delivered from evil. Mm -hmm. Look what it says here in Psalms 130, 139, 23 and 24. And this is a Psalm of David. And he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Yeah. So we are dependent, and we see it here in this passage, there's a dependence upon God to deal with our evil hearts. Yeah. One, to search it. And then to, to identify the things in it that's offensive and then to lead us to life mm -hmm. because our wicked hearts will lead us to death every time. Every time. Okay. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and we need to be led to life, but we need God to do that. So we're dependent on God to deal with our evil hearts. Amen. All right. And then the same passage here in the contemporary English version says, Look deep into my heart, God, deep into my heart, okay, and find out everything I am thinking. Don't let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. The writer is dependent on God, said, Lord, keep me, be my buffer, because it's, it's, it's implying here that don't let me follow evil ways because I am I have a tendency to go the evil route. <laughs> Anybody out there know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I admit there's a tendency for me to, to take the evil road, yeah. you know? And he said, Lord, don't let me go there. And, and, you know? and the, you know, the spiritual warfare going on out there, sometimes the, 
the enemy disguises stuff. You think you're doing right. That's right. Yeah, it might look right. And then you, once you're in the middle of it, he's like, no, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yep. I need to go home. <laughs> Amen. And he'll deceive you. Yeah. I shared with you, you guys a few weeks ago um, how my Prius be talking to me. <laughs> Your Prius. My Prius, my Prius be talking to me. <laughs> Y'all, okay. This is and it, it's not a high-end Prius, but it still talked to me. I told y'all. Um, I, and I and I turned on all the alerts and stuff. So my when my car start drifting into another lane without a blinker, my Prius start beeping. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. It, it lets me know. It started talking to me. It says, you you going into another lane right now, Robert. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me let you know. <laughs> and if I take my hand, my and if I let it, if I make it beep too many times, a coffee cup will show up on my on my dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> It'll say, you need to take a break. Yeah, you're doing too much. <laughs> it has an image, image of a coffee cup oh, right. will be on my dashboard. You know, it talks to me because it's trying to keep me from going into the other way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so we need <laughs> we need God to to die to keep us. Mm -hmm. We need to be dependent on God to keep us going in the right way so that we don't take the evil path. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I appreciate my 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 Prius too, because it, it didn't save me from a few potential accidents. That's right. Y'all right. get what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it started beeping and I was drifting because I was doing something else, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. And um, and then it lets me know that you need to get back. Y'all yeah. yeah. ain't no better. Y'all y'all do the same yeah. things. That's right. You know, right. if not in your car, in your life. That's right. You know, that's right. That's right. We we would if 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 our if if we had that system watching us every single day. We will be hearing beeps all the time. Oh, because our, our minds start to yeah, drift over here. And it'll be like, beep, beep, beep. And then just think about it. Just think about it. If you could hear the beep in your head, right? Every time your mind and you start drifting, your words start drifting, your accents start drifting, you can hear the beep in your head. Think about that. Think about how that will correct you. Think about if everybody else could hear the beeps. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are they can see what you think? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What if, what if you're sitting around with the family and then your thoughts start wondering and then you, it, the, every the the whole room the a beep start beeping in the whole room so everybody in the room be like who's that who 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 the <laughs> <laughs> which one of us in the yeah. family done wandered yeah. off right now somebody somebody done drifted off what if there was that kind of beep where it just was a, it just alerted everybody in the house right. oh one of y'all in the house is going to the left here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get on the right track. Get on the right track. Think about that. That would be funny, wouldn't it? I was just thinking when you know when you have little kids in the house, you raising <laughs> kids, and they get quiet, and you like, I know they up to something. <laughs> quiet, but if they had that, you hear beeps all over the place, beep beep beep, beep, beep. in the middle of something yeah. that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. and and in some houses, it wouldn't even be a beep; it'll be a continuous beep. <laughs> Right. It right. wouldn't be intermittent. Right. It'd right. be like a single sound happening all the time because somebody is consistently out of out of place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we need <laughs> God to help keep us in check. Amen. <laughs> and see, and I admit, Lord, I know without your help, I will continually do evil. Amen. And that's the place we need to get to. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't let our, our hearts deceive us mm -hmm. to think anything else about ourselves. Yeah. Or any what anybody else tell us to tell us. Mm -hmm. You know, even the fact that, you know, I was the in 
employee of the week or the month or whatever, all that stuff that can get into our heads yeah. and make us think Do too much, huh? um, that we are better than we really are. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later too, but we need to not let our hearts deceive us and we're dependent upon God. It is through God that we go deeper into sanctification. And that means becoming more and more like Christ, transforming to be more and more like Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the sanctification process. We're growing to be more like Christ, mm -hmm. overcoming the sin in our lives more and more. And we need God to help us do that. Yeah. And so this leads us to a question. We asked this same question last week, and we started down the road of um, answering it. And that is, uh, be on your paper, what kinds of evil are traveling from our hearts? Mm -hmm. What kinds of evil are traveling from our heart, our hearts? And this is true even for those who are in Christ Jesus now, we still are struggling with evil. Like I said, we're being sanctified. We're in the process of sanctification. And Jesus, thank God, he listed some things that, that are traveling in our heart that are evil. And we started to talk about them a little bit um, last week. And so we're going to continue that process. I'm going to read uh, Mark 7, uh, 21 through 23. Um, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, from, for from within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, and those four we covered last week, and we're going to pick up and get the rest today. And then verse 22 says, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. So Jesus gave us a list of stuff that we need to focus on. Yeah. And the fifth one um, that we want to cover is adultery. Adultery. That's number five, right? That's number five. And adultery is unfaithfulness in marriage, including the unmarried, the unmarried person with a married person. So sexual in relations with a married person um, and if you're not married to them, and then if you are married to someone and you have a relation with somebody you ain't married to, that is adultery. Mm -hmm. Look what it says in Matthew 5, 27 through 28. And again, this is coming from the heart. Mm -hmm. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. So Jesus is now reflecting on one of the 10 commandments, and that is don't commit adultery, okay. right? But Jesus is stepping up and up and raising the bar here. He says, you heard about the one of the Ten Commandments not to commit adultery. And under the, under the law in the Ten Commandments, if someone was caught committing adultery, the penalty was death. They would stone them to death, hmm. okay? And now Jesus is raising the bar on this sin that comes from our hearts. Look what he says in verse 28. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her 
in his heart. So they were stoning people to death for literally or physically committing adultery. Jesus is saying, now I'm raising the bar. Adultery, you are committing adultery essentially when you lust Mm -hmm. in your heart for someone who ain't your wife or husband. You've committed adultery. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Let's just sit on that for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. folks say, uh, you know, I, I heard, I don't know how many men say over my lifetime, as among, over my years as a man, uh-huh. I didn't heard so many men say, it don't hurt to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, it does hurt to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus is saying you are committing the adultery when you look lustfully. Jesus is saying, look out for the stones coming at you because you just committed adultery. So, well, I didn't touch her. Yeah, but you 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 committed adultery by lustful and lusting. Mm-hmm. And the the enemy has, and our wicked hearts has somehow convinced some of us that it doesn't hurt to look. That's just how deceptive our hearts are. And Jesus comes and tells us, no, it hurts to look. In fact, you're sinning against God when you're looking lustfully. So we need to fix ourselves. And then raising the bar even to another level, look what it says here in James 4, 4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. Inside this passage, God is saying that you can, you and I can commit spiritual adultery. Yeah. We can commit spiritual adultery and with God, because the Bible is very clear that as believers, we are married to God. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. And the text is telling us that when we decide to be a friend of the world, Mm -hmm. we are an enemy of our spouse, who is God. We are working against the relationship that we have with our spouse, God, Mm -hmm. who we're married to. We are compromising that relationship with God when we befriend the world. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're committing spiritual adultery. Mm -hmm. That includes trying to ride the fence and be a part of both worlds. Yes. Yes. So I got a question. Are you a a ride or die? (laughs) Spouse of God? (laughs) Are you a ride or die spouse of God? (laughs) You want to be. You want to be. You want to be. We don't want to come home and say, God, you know, I was cheating on you because, you know, the world got me. I was hanging out with the world all night. God, God says that's that's adultery. And it's also idolatry. We're putting something or someone above God. Right, right. That's idolatry. That's worshiping idols. And we can commit spiritual adultery. And it's coming from our hearts. Okay, it's, it's not it's nothing external. No, it's you. It's, it's the deep part of us where this offense is coming from. We're jacked up, y'all. You've been listening to One by One, 
Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And then it goes on to say, they are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. And so they just not only want to do evil, they want to cause somebody else to stumble. And you guys may have experienced this. When folks are persistent about trying to get you to do something bad, yeah. they say, oh, come on, come on, yeah. come on, you can you can just take it, just, yeah. just, just hit it, just just do it. Yeah, it's, it yeah. yeah, they do whatever it is. The evil, they just say, it ain't, it's okay, it ain't gonna ain't that bad. And then they make it look like it's fun and it's pleasing and all that. And they putting this constant pressure on you to do evil. Thank you for listening.